Welcome to Write on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. to Right on Track. I'm so excited because joining me today is Connor Christian from the Southern Gothic. Hi, Connor. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing really well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Of course. How's your 2022 going so far? Oh, you know, I can't complain. Just uh, just finally, finally getting started, kind of, you know, pulling out of this winter funk like everybody else, I think. Yeah, for sure. So I'm so excited you're joining me today because we're going to be talking all about life on the road. I myself have not toured before, so this is going to be lots of fun to hear everything you have to share. But before we get into that, can you share a little bit about yourself and the Southern Gothic? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so uh, as you mentioned, my name's Connor Christian, and, and my band's called the Southern Gothic. Uh, back in our early days, we were called Connor Christian and Southern Gothic, but that uh, that was a you know, quite a mouthful. And uh, I was always there. So I felt like I didn't need to have my name on it anymore. So uh, um, anyway, we started in in uh, 2008-ish. Uh, we Most of us had been together kind of in other bands before that, but uh, started in 2008 and got, a, got our, you know, our first record deal uh, as a band in uh, 2009. We put out a couple of, couple of records. Um, our first... Uh, uh, our first record that ever charted for us was called New Hometown in 2013, and uh, we'd been kind of touring on those songs and 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 uh, really getting them the way we wanted them for for years uh, up to that point. So when we when we did that record, it was a really great representation of, of what we sounded like live, and I think a lot of people really responded to that. And and that was uh, you know that record charted for us, it, you know debuted. It was uh, number one on the Heat Seekers chart on Billboard. You know, it's Billboard's chart for the new artists. So we came out number one on new artist and we came out number 17 on country. Um, we don't necessarily always identify as a country band, but uh, uh, but we'll take uh, a number 17 Billboard uh, debut any day of the week. <laughs> any, any chart they want to put us on, I'm happy to be there. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty much that's the short version. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, you mentioned touring, so I'm really excited to talk all about this. And to start off, can you read a quote by L. King? Touring is my favorite part of being a musician. All the places I've traveled and lived affect me in many different ways, good and bad. Why does this quote resonate with you so much? Um, well, because I, have, I spent a pretty uh, sizable portion of my uh, adult life on the road, living in a van, living in a bus, uh, depending on what point in my career we were talking about. And, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I did. I grew up on the road from the time I was 18, um, you know, till now. I've been touring, uh, obviously a little less more recently, but um, you know, those experiences really shape you. Um, additionally, when I was a kid, it was, you know, my dad worked for the State Department. We moved around. We lived in you know, country after country after country, all over Asia and Europe, um, and so you know, my career kind of felt like a uh, kind of a continuation of, of how I had grown up. Uh, and, uh, and those, like, again, those experiences really shape you and, and, uh, make you who you are and, and anything that happens in your life, good or bad, kind of 
you know, starts on the road if you're, if, uh, you know, that's where you are in life. That's awesome. That's really interesting. I didn't know you grew up traveling all over the world. That's so cool. And that definitely would translate into your touring because you're used to traveling. I feel like artists who aren't used to that might find it more difficult, but because you grew up traveling the world, that probably feels much more natural to you. Yeah, I think you're right about that. You know, um, it was, uh, it was almost like when I started touring again in, in my late teenage years, it was like something that my, I don't know, my psyche, my soul, something like that had been asking for. It's like, when, you know, we've been sitting here for years. When are we going to go again? So, um, you know, it, 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 uh, it felt right when, when, we, when that happened. It was like, oh, all right, all right, we're back to being on the road. This makes sense. Uh, and, and, and almost, you know, kind of made my whole world you know, come together. It focused me and reminded me, you know, what I was about. Yeah, for sure. I love that. One part about this quote that really jumped out at me was the good and the bad, because there's pros and cons to everything. And so let's start off with the positives. What are some of the good parts or your favorite parts of touring? Oh, I mean, you know, uh, we had t-shirts for a while uh, that said, you know, the Southern Gothic, seeing America through van windows since 2007. And it, it, you know, it really is the case is that you get to see the whole country. If you're, you know, if you're lucky enough to get booked all over the country, like we were, um, we saw, you know, 47 states. Um, and, uh, no, it's not true. Sorry. 44 states. I take that back, um, uh, with the band. So, um, you know, we, we got out and, and saw the world, um, in a way that most people don't get to see this country. You know, they don't get to they don't get to visit as many places. Uh, they don't get to you know just see what's between the different uh, you know the big cities between Chicago and Milwaukee and you know all these kind of things. So um, that's that's a big part of the good. You meet so many people and you make so many friends. I, I have friends all over this country. I have people that if you know if I was rolling into Sarasota, Florida, or Appleton, Wisconsin, or Denver, Colorado, or, you know, Burbank, California, that I've met on the road that I could call up and be like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Can I crash at your house? And they'd 100% let me. I'm a little old to be crashing at people's houses. <laughs> I'm, just say, I'm just saying that, that the opportunity exists. And, you know, uh, I did use that a lot when I was younger, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'd, I'd be uh, traveling cheap when I was on vacation and just crashing with different people across the country. So, um, you know, it, it's provided me with the opportunity to see a lot of things that uh, not only I probably wouldn't have seen meet people I wouldn't have met, but just things, you know, just opportunities that people as a whole generally don't have. And, and I'm really grateful for that. For sure. Yeah. Do you have a favorite city to play at? Whew, um, that's really hard to say. Um, uh, I, you know, I feel like some of our best shows have been in Chicago um, uh, I always feel, um, you know, a whole lot of love in Tampa, Florida, um, and Washington, DC. Those have been two of my favorite, uh, places to be, um, you know, always feels good. Most of my adult life, I, I lived in Atlanta, Georgia. So going back to what I would call home now, uh, that that's always nice. Um, so those are some of my favorites. I don't know if I have a favorite, but those are some of them. Awesome. So what are some of the biggest challenges that a touring artist faces? Well, uh, sleep is definitely one of them. Uh, you know, uh, especially early on when you were 
you know, you're in the van. You, it's, it's not a situation where you can sleep on the move, like if you're in a bus. So uh, if you're in the van and you're, um, you know, you've got six hours, eight, you know, seven hours between shows, that means you've got to try to get to sleep after the show and get up early and then get to the van. And then, you know, somebody in the van, van just got to drive the van. And, you know, so getting, getting en enough sleep, especially as a singer, uh, is definitely uh, a challenge. Um, you know, eating right uh, would, would be another one. You know, I, I, I really, you know, try to focus on health and, uh, and eating right on the road can be difficult, so much so that sometimes you just don't eat because the options, you know, that you're looking for aren't available. So between eating and sleeping, just staying healthy on the road is definitely, I would say, the, you know, the number, the number one toughest thing for me. Um, you know, being away from my family, uh, you know, from, um, you know, early years, being away from, you know, just, you know, close friends. And then as I got older, it got married and being away from my wife and then being away from my kids as that happened. Um, you know, th those are the tougher things. Uh, and, and just, you know, trying to stay connected back home. Yeah, there's something else I wanted to talk more about with you. So how do you balance that? How do you balance being on the road with making sure you're at home? And spending time with your family and friends. Um, you know that's a that's a tough one. It's not something that uh, that, that is easily done. And and I you know I have failed almost as many times as I've you know succeeded at that in, in life trying to create that balance. And and uh, you know you just you do what you can at the at the time. And um, you know sometimes uh, one thing or the other is going to suffer because you know that's just how it is. Uh, and it's unfortunate, but. Um, sometimes that's just how, uh, you know, how life on the road works. You, uh, you know, you feel like you're disconnected from your family or, um, you know, or you're at home and you feel like you're neglecting work because, you know, because you are, and, you know, you can't, you can't do both with your whole self, you know, at any given moment, you're going to be, um, you know, you're going to be, uh, juggling and, and you're not always going to be able to, to balance it. And, and you've got to, you know, have to learn to cut yourself a little bit of slack because it's just uh, it's just the nature of this business. Yeah, I love what you said there at the end. I feel like the music business is really difficult in general. And so you can't get hung up on a lot of things all the time and just kind of go with the flow. And if something doesn't work out, that's okay. And you can do better next time. And so I really think it's important that you have that mindset that, you know, being home with your family or going to leave your music career behind with the other way around, you're not spending time with the loved ones. And I can't imagine that's probably so difficult at times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, uh, you know, I think one of the reasons that this life isn't for everybody, um, you know, if, if you're not, if you're not great at doing that, you know, compartmentalization thing uh it can be it can be extra tough and uh you know uh it's funny i've been in a, a lot of bands with a lot of guys over the years and uh the great majority of, of the men and women that i've played with um both the people in the in the actual bands and the people on the road it was pretty rare that they had kids um and i was always kind of the you know the outlier the one who did have kids and um you know, a wife at home, you know, some of them had wives, but, 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 uh, or husbands, uh, you know, in, in the lamest case, um, but uh, um, just not a lot of, a lot of them had kids. Um, and when they did, they usually um, exited the band pretty shortly thereafter. Mm. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect transition into my next question, which is, what are some things that artists should consider before deciding to tour? Uh, well, um, you know, I think you have to be realistic about the kind of money you think you're going to make. Um, you know, you're not going to make a killing on the road right out of the gate, unless you just, you know, you, you're just an act that's super in demand. And, you know, if you are, congratulations, because that doesn't happen for most of us. Most of us have got to go into a town and, you know, hopefully you play a place that's got a built-in crowd the first time. And, you know, you go in there and you create some fans and then you, you know, build a fan base slowly and, uh, you know, kind of get it, get it up to being sustainable. It's not going to, it's not going to start that way. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to just be able to get in your van and, and, you know, book a tour and be, uh, profitable right off the bat, you know, so when you're deciding to tour, um, you know, you kind of have to look at it as a, as an advertising budget. Um, you know, you're like, well, you know, I, I'm going to lose $800 to take the band out for this week. Um, you know, you kind of have to look at that as an investment in, in building something that's going to be sustainable down the road. You know, uh, in some cases, you know, I've been in bands when I was younger where it was, you know, a, a group of guys that were all, you know, equals and uh, we were all working toward the same goal. And so if we had to go out there and play for nothing or everybody played for $30 a night, then it was something we all did together. And then, you know, as I got older and I got in bands where it was my band and I had, you know, employees and, you know, you have to be willing to, to pay those guys what their rate is, even if you're not making enough to pay those guys what their rate is. And, and, you know, um, just being realistic about that, uh, and, you know, being sure you're, you're financially prepared for it, being sure that you are emotionally prepared for it, that you're ready to be out. You know, it's no big deal, obviously to go out for a weekend and, you know, play a Friday, Saturday night, but if you're going to be really touring, you're going to be on the road, you're going to be gone. Um, you know, being sure that you're, you're prepared for that. Like I said, financially, emotionally, uh, physically, it's, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, it's, it's a lot to be ready for. Sounds like it for sure. Do you have tips of preparing yourself mentally and emotionally for touring? I mean, I think for me, um, at this point in my life, I go into, I go into tours pretty clear eyed. I know what, what to expect. I think for somebody who's, you know, an up and comer, somebody who's just getting started, people who've maybe, you know, they've toured in their, you know, state or their state and the next state over, but never really uh, gone much further. I think maybe finding finding a, another local musician that's that's done it, you know, somebody that'd be willing to, you know, kind of talk to you. Um, you know, there's always someone that that was where you are now recently or a few years back that can kind of you know this happy to kind of guide you and say hey you know you were where i was 10 years ago you want to get where i'm going this is what i do and finding somebody in your you know your local area your you know your town i think is is paramount to, to getting it done right because uh those people are going to be a little more invested in seeing another local kid they're like oh look you know that this kid reminds me of me whether or not, you know, it doesn't matter that, that, you know, I'm a man and this is a, a you know young woman that's doing it. I still can see in this person, like the thing that, you know, the thing that made me do it, you know, and, and I'm happy to provide 
my insight to the to these people to this person to um you know whatever and and i think anybody can find you know find mentor is not the right word but somebody to to help uh guide them especially on their first uh, you know their first experience getting out on the road awesome that's great now let's bridge a little bit into the business side of things so how does booking a tour go for anybody who hasn't done a tour what's the process of finding those venues knowing where you're a good fit and actually booking those dates so this is not um I, i'm not a great resource on this this you know in this department because i have been booking myself interspersed with having you know major booking agencies since like 99 2000 you know so 20 plus years and at this point i just rely on on my you know like the people that i know i don't uh, I haven't had to, you know, really meet a lot of new people in recent years. I, I reach out to the people that I know, um, you know, at, you know, these three dozen venues and I get dates from them. And then I call my booking agent and I say, okay, I have these dates. Um, I need you to put stuff around this to make the tour work. Um, but that's a really, you know, I'm lucky to be in that position and, and it's a lot of years of, of, uh, you know, kind of work that got me to that position early on. Um, I, you know, I did, a, did it a lot of different ways and, you know, again, that was so long ago, I don't know how, you know, applicable my methods back then were, but, you know, I did things like, um, I would find, uh, you know, I'm not sure where, where you got, where you're based, but, um, I'm in the Southeast. And when I was starting out, it was, I was in, uh, Atlanta for most of, you know, most of my life, uh, most of my, you know, adult life. And there was a, a chain restaurant called Wild Wing Cafe and they had like 35 locations. So if you went into one and you, you know, played really well and maybe you brought a little crowd, um, I, you know, I was able to turn that, you know, into getting them to book me at, you know, okay, so now I'm doing the Atlanta location and now I'm doing the Augusta and the Columbia, South Carolina location. And then, you know, next thing you know, we were doing, you know, all 35 of their locations. And uh, then you'd, you know, be playing at, you know, in Charleston and the manager from the venue down the street would be in this venue, you know, having dinner and see us play and, you know, kind of, you know, it was real organic for us in, in that way. Um, I know there's a lot of, you know, online booking options. I, I haven't really, you know, haven't had to look into that, but, uh, but, you know, for us, it was, it was definitely a kind of a grassroots situation of, of building, you know, building booking. And while we were doing that, while we were building our touring, we had a, uh, we had a regular gig back in Atlanta. So anytime, any weekend we weren't on the road, we were back in Atlanta playing as the house band at this, at this, you know, one bar and, uh, you know, building our Atlanta crowd and also like learning to play properly and, and getting, you know, getting good on stage and all that. Now that makes a whole lot of sense. I like how you said a bit ago, how it was like organic for you. And I think the industry in general, like whether it be building or listening on a certain platform or fans touring, whatever, it's something that happens over time and you kind of have to build it one at a time and be organic with that. And so 
I think that's a great point you brought up there. Um, so next with like the tour itself from a creative standpoint, what are some things you like to do creatively to build excitement around the tour and also some creative promotional techniques as well? Hmm. Uh, that's good questions. Um, so as far as, you know, getting creative, um, around the tour, I think that, that, um, that was something that, that came for us a little more as we got a little more well-known and we knew there, we knew we weren't going to be struggling for money every night. So we felt, you know, we felt comfortable spending a little bit of money up front, you know, building a set to take out with you. Or if we were doing a tour, especially when we were able to have crew that could help us get the set set up every night. Um, I tell you, there's nothing like nothing goofier feeling than, you know, opening up for a big band and, uh, you know, you're getting ready to go on in front of 3000 people. And then right before you do that, you got to go out and like hang up your banners and put your set up, you know, cause you don't have a crew and it feels really, you know, it feels really strange to be like out there, like, excuse me, just a minute. I'm going to set up, you know, <laughs> while you 3000 people watch. And then, then we're going to go back and pretend like none of that happened. Come out and play, play the show. Um, you know, so much show that, that we, um, a couple of us had, we had a couple of, uh, crew hoodies that we would put on and put like over our head and we'd go out there and do, do stuff. So people wouldn't see our faces. Oh because it, because it, I mean, like it takes away from the show. It like, you know, it takes away from the kind of the mystery and the, uh, you know, the excitement. So, um, you know, I think, you know, um, the first part of your question, um, you know, being creative uh, was a little more doable when we had a little bit bigger budget, uh, like not only for the set pieces and that, but also for people to help, help uh, put them up and break them down. Um, as far as, um, as far as creative promotional techniques, I'm terrible at that. I'm always, uh, I'm always amazed by the stuff people think up, you know, and, uh, you know, when they, when they, uh, you know, I don't know, this is, this is all the stuff that people think up for, for online promotional stuff. I, I always wish that I'd come up with it. Um, I feel like I, I'm not very gifted in the, uh, you know, the marketing creativity. I'm, I'm great at the business end. I'm great at the, you know, performance and, and writing and but uh as far as like how to market myself I'm always I always have a tough time with that yeah that makes sense yeah it's not for everybody and that's where a team comes in right yeah yeah if you you know when you get to that point if you if you're able to get a team man that uh that changes everything I know <laughs> I know when we signed uh I want to say it was 2011 ish we signed our our with our first major management firm um, and that, that was when everything changed for me. They, they were able to, uh, you know, put other people, uh, around me. Um, and, uh, it just, uh, you know, it just made, made a world of difference to have, uh, have that experience and, and that, you know, people that cared behind us. Yeah, for sure. So now let's wrap up by talking about the fun stuff when you're actually on the stage and performing at the shows. So what are some of your favorite ways to interact with your fans during the concerts? Huh, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, interacting with fans um, is obviously is obviously super important. I love telling stories. I think that's that's the, the number one thing for me. I love, you know, um, 
because you know i write these songs and 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 they'll know you know a lot of people in the audience they'll know the words to it or they'll love this song or that song um but uh but, you know i don't know a lot of them have a little cheeky story behind them and you're like you're like yeah you like it now but i but like i, I want to bring you in on the joke you know and so for me that's that's a big part of it, uh, it telling the stories that uh, as I get older, doing solo shows is nice because you can kind of have that direct sort of one on one thing with the audience where you're almost it's almost like they're one person and you're one person and you're having a one on one conversation um, in a way that you, you can't usually with a with a full band. And, you know, so do you prefer doing more intimate acoustic shows or the bigger ones? Well, I, I got to say that, that that's an impossible choice because there's <laughs> there's such they're both so much fun. Um, obviously, doing uh, the intimate shows like we were talking about uh, a minute ago, um, I love I, I love that like direct connection. Uh, but there's nothing like locking in with the band and you know in front of a festival audience and you know just going for three hours and 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 you know like basically playing chicken with the audience to see who's going to give up first. I mean, like there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. You're like, Oh, you, you guys ready to go home? It's only been two and a half hours. Come on, let's do it. You know, <laughs> that's a, that's a great feeling when, you know, when you're just, I don't know, it's just, it's, you feel like you're a boxer and you're just like beating the audience to death. You're like, Come on. How, just, you know, go down, stay down. Uh, you know? Uh, so I don't know. It's just a silly way of looking at it, but. Uh, you know, but but playing live is obviously that's the, you know, that's the apex. That's the pinnacle. That's that's what you know, that's what you want to be doing. That's what as a musician. Um, uh, but also uh, but having those one on one connections and and, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, reminding people that, that like, yeah, these are songs that, you know, this the band has played forever. But like, these are my songs. Like I wrote these for you. So I want, you know, like I want to write I want to sing them to you sometimes rather than rather than bringing in all the you know 10 different instruments or whatever it's like me and a piano and the song sometimes that uh you know sometimes that trumps everything for me yeah for sure so i have two more questions the next one is what goes into the decision making process of picking a set list so uh, as far as the set list there's a few things that i think about when i'm when i'm writing the set list uh one, you know, I know some some uh, bands have more of a, you know, this is our set for this tour. With us, it's it's an every night thing. It's like, what's the vibe going in? Are we, are, you know, is this a, a gig where people are there to see us? Is this a gig where we're playing a festival and most of these people have never heard of us? So, you know, that's important. Uh, if we are opening the opening act, well, it's important that we put all our like big banger songs at the end of the set because um you know because we want to you know catch as much of the headliners uh crowd as we can if uh if we're the headliner uh we might you know put more of our you know more of our you know high energy stuff right at the very beginning to uh you know capture the you know any people that came for the opener that kind of thing when it comes to the set list itself uh, i try to think about um with our band, everybody switches instruments a lot. So I try to keep everybody on the same instruments for a few songs in a row, because it's crazy if you're like switching from violin to banjo to piano to guitar, you know, every single song. So, um, so I think about what everybody's playing. I think about 
uh, what key the songs are in. I try not to have uh, ever more than two songs in the same key that are back to back because it starts sounding the same, even if the songs are really different. If it's all in the same range, um, people's ears start to kind of, you know, start to tune out. Uh, so instruments, key and tempo, uh, you know, flow of the show is obviously the, the most important thing. So, um, you know, you don't want to have all your slow songs, you know, in, in one big, you know, sinkhole in the middle of your set. It's really important to, you know, to keep the set moving and to have enough uh, up-tempo stuff throughout, uh, you know, to make the set make sense. Perfect. So much great advice. So one more question for you. What is your all-time favorite memory from touring recently? Um, so I would say it was one of those Chicago shows. Um, we were on tour with ZZ Top and we, uh, got up there and when we were on stage there was 31,000 people in front of the stage so this is one of the biggest shows that I'd ever played in my life and it was definitely the biggest show that band had ever played in our life uh and uh so uh we're in the middle of the set and you know we only had 45 minutes uh at this festival so we're trying to jam as many songs in as we can I'm not talking in between songs I'm just like thanks a lot here's the next song and and uh, so, you know, along the, those lines, in between a couple songs, I grabbed my beer. I've got, you know, like a cup holder on my mic stand. And I grab my beer and I take a big drink of the beer and I set it down. <laughs> and for what, whatever reason, the cameraman like zooms in on, on my beer and I, I was trying to hurry. So I set it down and it foamed up and it was like foaming over the top and so as I'm standing there on both sides of us on the jumbotron, there's a, these huge videos of my beer spilling. <laughs> and so 31,000 Chicagoans decided to boo me. Um, so, oh I mean, like, yeah, it, it, it was at first it was pretty terrifying, but I just walked around in front of the mic stand and I just stood there and like waved for them to bring it on. And, and they booed me for a minute and then we went and played the, played the next song and, and everybody, you know, everybody loved us. They, they were, you know, they were happy about the way that, uh, you know, that I accepted the booze. So, uh, so anyway, so that was good. That's so perfect. Oh my gosh. Best way to end this chat. Thank you so much for joining me, Connor. Can you share with everyone where they can find your music online and connect with you on social? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are at the Southern Gothic music.com. Uh, that's got both the band and my, and my solo stuff there. Um, and online, uh, Instagram and Facebook, we're at the Southern Gothic. Um, and Twitter is just my name at Connor Christian, all O's, no E's. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Connor all about life on the road. And of course, until next time, stay, stay right, right on, on track. track. Thank you.